and let's get started. This is How Do You Do, Episode 1, Sex Work. The episode title is, If You Film It, They Will Come. <laughs> and how do you do, listeners? This is Bread Breakfast with my co-host, Hannah Backwards. And Hannah, who's our guest today? Today we have Willow. Willow, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Willow. Um, I have been a sex worker for about eight years, um, so I have lots of fun stuff to share with you all today. Um, yeah, hello. <laughs> I'm really, really excited to get into it. Now, Willow, uh, just to start off, when you say sex worker, what exactly do you do? Um, the way that I like to describe what I do is that I make people happy with my body. And that can look like a lot of different things. Um, most of the content that I work with is uh, photo and video. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, when you say make people happy with your body, you don't mean physical. No. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. So, you do photo and video. Uh, what's the traditional medium for this? Is it internet or I mean you're not advertising in the back of magazines right no <laughs> it's mostly on the internet um, I have used friendly um, I've used only fans um, I've done some business through like fet life um, so on and so forth how much does it pay well uh, for me I know a lot of people do it differently but for me it kind of depends on how much time and energy I'm currently spending on it um, mm -hmm. It is something that I don't usually do as my primary source of income. Um, it adds a lot, for sure, but um, depending on how much I'm putting into it, it's between 200 and like 800 um, a week. That's that's really that's wow. a lot more than I thought. <laughs> um, now, with this kind of work, there, there's a let's just go ahead and say it, there's a pretty huge stigma with it. Um, that's just off the top of my head, but what kind of challenges do you, do you traditionally encounter in this kind of work? Um, it looks a lot different now because I'm just a lot more open, um, decompartmentalized, so to speak. But um, when I was younger, it was a lot of like certain people couldn't really know, like that wasn't an option for me uh, when I still had certain kinds of relationships with family members or represented certain organizations. Obviously, it wasn't something that I was allowed to be public about. Um, so most of the challenges back then came around, like, how to promote and build this and make it a thing without doing it publicly and everybody knowing about it. Um, I know a lot of people talk about issues with... Um, with clients and stuff getting wild, but I don't deal as much with that. Like, there's not a lot that throws me off, um, but a lot of it was really just not being able to, like, be authentic and just share it when and where I wanted to. I had to be discreet, which is just not my okay. thing. Okay, <laughs> fair. Well, speaking of discreet, um, how do you maintain your privacy in all of this? Um, I am fairly, fairly open. Obviously, there are, like, safety things. Um, so I... I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty open, <laughs> but, um, I try not to, you know, have my access, like my address readily accessible, um, and stuff like that. 
most of my clients are actually like people that know me though so it's a little different mm-hmm. um okay so so a lot of friends are, are clients yeah okay that's that's i mean absolutely um again unexpected but <laughs> fair uh does your family know um some of my family does know uh i had a really um interesting situation recently um i logged into my only fans and saw that my cousin had added had subscribed and i was like girl what are what is you doing like yeah hey so i mean like i messaged her and i was like hey what, what the fuck are you doing on my only fans and she was like oh i'm just there to support you your titties look great and i was like okay and so she like sent me fifty dollars and she was like don't worry i'm not gonna look at your nene <laughs> <laughs> and it was cute it was cool um uh-huh. family but supporting family there for a minute i was like what <laughs> um I do sometimes promote in, like, subtle places, like my story on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I'm, like, make a half-ditch effort as being discreet about it, but if they're looking at my page, they know. Uh, But we haven't, like, had the conversation. Okay. Um, Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know how I would take, like, a cousin doing that. I don't want my parents to even come to a comedy show. So. <laughs> but that's, like, more naked, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe. That's, that's your soul being naked at yeah. that point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what are some of the... Let, let's just get straight into it, because this is what, yeah. what brought me to this. Um <laughs> What are some of the weirder things that people have asked? I mean, we've talked about this a little bit in private, but, like, and I know that you're a very open person, but there's <laughs> got to be something that's just, like, way fucking out there. Um, so a lot of the stuff that I end up feeling weird about is stuff, like, that comes from couples that have never talked to me before. Um, it's a lot, and it's, like, they propose like they come to me they propose to me like in kink already and we've not discussed anything uh that stuff super throws me off um so i'll get messages honestly i get messages from a lot of like vagina owners like hey i'm looking for a playmate for me and daddy are you interested and i'm like i can quote you a rate but what are we doing yeah like um that stuff really kind of makes me feel weird um Anything where people just show up in, like, in kink, like, um, I get a lot of stuff like, oh, cute little baby needs a spanking, and I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) You can't approach people like that, like, that's a conversation first, before you just roll into that, Yeah, I feel. That's, like, uh, something that, it never works, right, when, when, when you're on a dating site, though. From, from a man to, to just go to a woman and be like, ah, daddy wants you to say hello. And you're like, I, let's start with hello. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so what are some things that are off limits for you then? Um, anything in person. Um, exchanging money, like we're not doing that. Um, I have done things like go go on dates in person and the person is taking me shopping like that's chill um i don't 
<laughs> I told Brett earlier I am incapable of shitting on tables, so we don't do that. Okay. Um, That's good. I like my table. <laughs> it's a good table. I'm, you're safe. <laughs> um, limits. I... I struggle with my lines on consent things. Um, I've had situations where uh, people have gotten interacted with me on like a social level and things have spiced up and then I found out that they're monogamously involved and it's not okay. Um, And then those people want to interact with me on this level and I really struggle with that line because it is business, it is work and if you want to pay me for my product, I don't feel like I should care but like I'm this person and I'm like... My consent is really important. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that is, that's a tough one for me. I, uh, I mean, I work at a head shop, and <laughs> if somebody came in, they were like, oh, yeah, my, my dad said I can't smoke weed anymore. Uh, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to sell you this pipe. That's, that's my job. Yeah. Um, it's a conversation for you and your dad, right? <laughs> but uh, in your case... I guess it is a little more emotional than that. Yeah. Okay. okay that's it's something that, that those partners, those spouses would feel really strongly emotionally about. And I know that. For you sure. Know. That's straight up cheating. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're paying someone to see their, their bits, then yeah, I'd say that's, that goes beyond. I struggle beyond. with the concept of like, is porn cheating? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's in a similar vein. Porn is a little more impersonal, right? That's valid. But, like, people do have their their favorites. Yeah. That they go to that person every time. Like, you know, so the, the what's behind it is very similar, I think. Okay, okay. What's driving that action. For sure. Okay. Um, so then that's, that's all your uh, personal beliefs so it's off limits for you but are there like some major no-nos just within the industry or or is there uh, a shoe for every foot i i have is, made is that, a, <laughs> is that grossing you out i purposely <laughs> wanted to throw feet in there <laughs> thank you i really appreciate that for I those who don't know i hate feet that i will try pretty much anything twice because i think that there's a lot of shock factor in the first try of something. Mm-hmm. You could categorize it as a dislike just because you don't like it. Uh, and that's you... like a super personal, like a me thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, I know who I am and I know that if something shocks me enough, I will not want to do it. So I give myself that second chance of like maybe the second time it'll be dope because I know what to expect. Okay, so it is fair to say that you've shit on two tables. I have attempted. <laughs> I, I literally can't do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> Listen, I'm a very open book, so. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I won't. I won't just attempt this with anyone. <laughs> um, uh, is is this something? Could you see you? Could you see yourself doing this forever? Is this something that that you think? I think this is going to be a big open question, but is this something that you yeah. see yourself doing, you know, into old age? Um, from what I know of myself at this point in my life right now, I think yes. Um, I honestly get a lot out of this work. Um, it helps me embrace and explore my own sexual, sensual connection to my own self, since uh, most of what I do is 
me alone making content for the person. Um, it's something that I've noticed, depending on how much effort I put in, I can make way more money. So that's something that I like to have access to. So another reason would be to make sure that I keep like, I keep a line there, I keep a toe in that. So if I need to m rely more on it later, I can. Um, but also it's just like, it's just fun. Um, it's one of the main ways that I've found that I discover new parts of myself. Um, sure, yeah. So I think I would want to do it for a really long time, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, now, I think we've talked about this before. There's, you know, in, in porn, uh, mm. there's a time when actors or actresses can't find work after a certain age. Do you, do you feel like it's the same way with, something like OnlyFans, or do you feel like you're building that personal connection so deeply that, that they're falling in love with the person and not what the person looks like, or? I think that honestly, um, as I change and age and mature, that it'll just be different people that will be drawn to it. Okay. Um, the people who got into me for reasons pertaining to my physicality now will just find new people that are sure. like that but there will be people because this is how attraction works yeah. that are now into and looking for what I am at this stage of my life and I think that it'll continue to grow with me right right I've I've totally wondered that myself when I'm 80 <laughs> years old am I going to be attracted to 80 year old uh, you know partners <laughs> right. or you know, 23-year-old partners. <laughs> I certainly hope not. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, let's go ahead and move on from that. <laughs> so you uh, mentioned before how your clients are friends or that you've been on dates, like shopping dates. Would you actually consider being in a relationship with one of your clients? That's a good one. That's a really good one. Um yeah, maybe. I think I think it would be possible. Um, I've had I've definitely had some of those uh, like client relationships that have gotten really close. Like we function with each other like with a lot of respect and care, and uh, we've gotten really close over time, and it's grown into its own kind of relationship, not like a romantic relationship or you know a physical relationship, but like it's its own ship, it's its own thing. Um, so I think I could definitely see that happening over time, but it's definitely not going to be the people that, like, approach me asking for a date. Like, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> or to be a unicorn for, you know, for them or yeah. anything like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, do, you, do you feel like that might uh, make your friendship transactional or otherwise put your friendship in jeopardy if something goes south? I mean... Is that a worry? Hmm. The people that are really my friends, it's not a worry. Okay. Um, the people that are my friends because they're trying to tie those worlds together, that's a concern. Okay. Um, because that's already, like, an inflammatory situation because they're already, like orchestrating situations to get me where they want me in their lives. Right. Uh, but somebody that's really my friend, I'm not concerned. Yeah, well, so recently on Facebook, uh, a friend, someone actually I'd never talked to, just a Facebook friend, so you know, a stranger, 
approached me to sell her her OnlyFans content, and I, mm. I turned her down. And I, I thought it was polite. I said, you know, I don't want... It. You know, if you want to go out to dinner, go to a movie as friends, cool, let's do that. I'm not going to give you money to see you naked. I, I, it's, it's not our relationship. And that uh, offended her greatly. Mm. And... And I feel like that was a one-off, but but that may be where my line of questioning comes from. Um, are there more people like that? And I, I guess I feel the need to explain it that way. And and, yeah. and I think that did color my uh, my perception on on the whole uh, idea of of being a you know content creator of the sort. Um, but. But yeah, no, I really, I really enjoy your perspective on that. Thank you, and that's super, that's super valid. I think that there definitely are people who function that way. Um, I think we've kind of talked about before. There are people who view this as kind of like a high sales, competitive sales environment, and um, it's really like it doesn't have to be. Um, but I think like there are also people who that works for them, who being approached and propositioned that way is a turn-on for them. Yeah. Um, I think in your situation, it seems like she pushed a little far. Yeah. Like, if you get a no, like, it's, it's a no. It's a like, no. Um, This is not a situation where you get two no's. You get one, and, and that's just <laughs> no. it. That's super valid. Like, that kind of consent, like, don't mess with that. Like, someone has deeply personal reasons for why they're saying yes or no to that kind of proposition. You should respect it. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Uh, so does the work nurture your creative side? Definitely. Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, they kind of, like, work with each other. Sometimes if I'm feeling really creative, I'm creating a lot of art. Um, things like that. I am... Um, I'm finding that I'm being more creative in my content creation and my photo sets and things like that. Um Sometimes even, like, themes from what I've been working on in paintings or whatever will show up because uh, it's just on my mind. And sometimes if I, a certain, like, if I'm making content and a certain angle or, you know, a certain color comes through, um, it'll inspire something that I'm already working on creatively. So it's kind of, like, back and forth like that. Okay. Um, well, we've already covered table shitting, so this isn't going to be like uh, work safe anyway. Do you have any examples of create of uh, of how you've used your creativity in your work? Um. Yeah. A lot of times it shows up in the way that I do my makeup um, or the colors that I use. Um, I paint a lot of like whimsy slash cottage core type things. So a lot of like nature mushrooms stuff like that. Okay. Um. So. I don't, like, I'm not actively doing it. I don't realize that I'm doing it, but I will realize retrospectively I did a look that was, like, red around my eyes and a bunch of little white freckles. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I turned me into a mushroom because I was just painting mushrooms. Um, In my head, I saw a little baby deer. Oh, well, that, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> well, you should do a deer set. I will do a deer set. I want to see, like, a frightened, like, like, like make it a nightmare deer. The oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a I have a horror photography friend that can totally help me make this. Beautiful. Ooh, see that'll be Beautiful. fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so uh, if people wanted to get into this, what are some things they need to know? And and be absolutely brutal with it. Um. 
people will always say fucked up shit to you for no reason. Um, if you really just cannot vibe with that, if you cannot handle that, don't. <laughs> like, don't enter this line of work because it's just something that's always going to happen. It's just like working in a restaurant, the customer is always going to cut you off when you're trying to ask them something. Like, it's one of those things that will happen to you. Um, another big one is do not worry about how other people do stuff. Everybody's body is different. Everybody's relationship with their body and their relationship with sexuality is different. Um, so definitely find what works and what feels good for you. That's down to like the kind of content you're creating, um, the kind of props or toys that you're using, the schedule on which you're releasing content, the format on which you're releasing content. Like if it's not vibing with you, switch it up, switch it up, switch it up. Because there is something that works for everybody. Um, and you'll find like your rhythm eventually. But if we're like comparing and basing what we're doing on what other people are doing, um, we're not we're not adding anything. We're not bringing anything anyway. Um, I think that this work is highly expressive and it should be about drawing parts out of you that maybe you haven't seen yet. I mean, like, that's what it is for me. I don't think that it should be that for people. Um, but I think that there's got to be that genuine aspect to it, that you're putting yourself into it. You're doing it your way. Uh, that's what makes it special. Okay, what, um, I mean, what's some, what kind of fucked up shit? Or, I mean, are we talking, like, <laughs> violent stuff or just, um, just gross, like, terrible pickup lines? I know that some of the more graphic violence stuff does happen a lot more than I experience it. Um, I have experienced something like that maybe five or six times in like eight years. Um, That's five or six more than I've experienced in <laughs> eight years. So Valid, valid. Um, but um, a lot of it is just really like kind of lewd intense sexual stuff like right off the gate like that's what gets me um is like you approach me with like really really graphic intense stuff that you want to do to me or see me do or whatever and I'm like I, we're not we're not there so um, you're saying they should treat you like a human being yeah I I know it's a lot to ask <laughs> <laughs> it's like it sounds like one of my dating you know profile inboxes but Just, if you want what I'm selling enough to give me money for it. Well, they know what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, the pressure's off, you right? You can be nice. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> you just give, give them twenty dollars. They know how it's gonna how it's gonna work out. But you just just be nice about it. Yeah. Like you go to a restaurant, you order a pizza. You're gonna get the fucking pizza. But if you're a dick about it, somebody's gonna put their balls on the pizza first. <laughs> you know, some of my clients. That like our like our play the way that we interact um, when we're working together is so aggressive. These people are so intense and aggressive and bossy and dominant with me. Um, but then outside of that, like when we're doing business, they're so kind and respectful. Um, and that's what you that's what you look for. Um, I sometimes won't even engage anymore with clients that were just rude or like aggressive with me. Well, on OnlyFans, they have. The, I mean, the it, the default is anonymous, right? With, with um, anybody, any of your clients. I, yeah, no, it's really easy to stay totally anonymous. So on there. they've got that protection of of anonymity, where they can be absolutely gross with you, yeah. and oh god, uh, I'm sorry. 
I mean, it's not anything that has ever really affected or bothered me personally. Um, I know it is deeply um, hurtful to a lot of people, mm -hmm. and I feel really bad for that, that, like, so many people have to deal with that, that it's harmful to them. But it's, it, I'm just like, okay, like, you're not for me. I'm not for you. That's okay. So it's like that decompartmentalizing. De yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, they, they're they going to say what they say, and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. that, that is a seven-syllable word. That is a hard word. Decompartmentalization. That <laughs> <laughs> that's more syllables. A okay. <laughs> well, with all that, would you recommend this line of work for somebody? Um, I think that it would depend. Um, it wouldn't be... I wouldn't just be like Avon, like running around like, you should sell your titties on the internet. You should sell your titties on the internet. But think I about think... that car you get. <laughs> okay, the pink car is dope though. And the one from OnlyFans has like lips on the top. That's not true at all. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> oh God, I was really excited yeah. for an OnlyFans car. <laughs> I want a pussy car so bad. <laughs> but uh, no, I think if, if somebody came to me and was like, hey, I've been really thinking about trying out this thing um, as a form of expression or as a way to make money or whatever, I would say you should absolutely try it. Like, if you've thought enough about it to come and ask somebody that you know does it, like, dip your toes, see what it's like. But don't expect success, right? I mean, not right off the bat. I mean, you know, for some people it happens real quick. Um, some people just dig in there and, like, work on it all day, every day and make it happen. And that's cool, but I don't think that, I think that having too high expectations on the outcome of that kind of work can really lead to some less than healthy self-thoughts, um, because you're, you're like, oh, well, my body or my whatever um, isn't good enough. It's not, it's not getting popular. People don't want it. People aren't paying for it. I'm not making money. Like, so then what could be improving your self-worth is actually diminishing it. Um, and so I don't think that it's healthy necessarily to go into it with that expectation. Um, everything is, is an exchange kind of, so you're going you're gonna to offer a hand, you're going to put yourself out there, and eventually who is for you, who is looking for what you have, will find you. <laughs> well, and I, okay, so I know this is your chosen profession. This is something you enjoy doing. But on the other hand, what makes you want to quit? We all have something in our jobs that just <laughs> makes us want to fucking walk out. Um, we've touched a little bit on it, but like the thing that just stresses me out the most is like people propositioning for dates and stuff. Um, like they're really trying to date me. Yeah. Um, when I, you know, when I'm working, uh, it's just like, you know, working in a restaurant or working in a bar, like that makes you uncomfortable. It makes you feel weird. It bums right. you out. Like, uh, that's the, honestly, the biggest one. Um, this is, like, such a small thing, but it bothers me so much. But a lot of the people who make content on OnlyFans do all of the, like, automated messages. So I just get these random messages that are like, Hey, baby, I'm very lonely. Stroke your cock and look at my titties. And I'm like, no, what? <laughs> like, it's in the drawer. I'm very tired. Leave me alone, please. Yeah. Um, so I have a headache. <laughs> I was checking out OnlyFans, and I don't subscribe to anything, but I was looking at all of it, and one of the main complaints that I saw was that uh, 
people like automatically try to get you to, or try to get you to automatically subscribe. I don't know exactly how it works, but people are like, yeah, I, I accidentally clicked yes, and now I'm on the hook for twenty dollars a month. I have not experienced that. <laughs> also, you can cancel anytime. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a free trial. I don't know if it's a that real you complaint. That's what you pay for. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so when it's the, the dudes who are asking you on dates, does it make you... Does, does it make you sad for them? Or does it make you, like, uncomfortable? Is it all of the above? Yeah, it's... I mean, usually it, it just, like, makes me cranky because I have a very particular brain and I'm like, this is not the place for that. This is not where we do that. Like, I want stuff with its friends um you're disrespecting the flow of my life um but also it does you know it's it's a bummer because like these people just want connection they just you know um just want to have somebody they just want to have somebody to spend time with and talk to and like it's it's hard it's tough because i can't like i can't i can't do that for everybody i can't spend that extra time and energy um and I'm not going to create those hard feelings later by engaging in something that isn't real. Yeah. And you don't know what they're going to be like. I don't life. know you. Yeah. I literally don't know you. Like, I... <laughs> what, if they're, what if they're just fucking weird? I mean, you know. You go... I'm this, so, but. Uh... <laughs> Which is lovely. Oh, wow. Yeah, you are a lovely person. I'm imagining that uh, a lot of your potential clients or clients may not be or or they may just not be suited for you and they've fallen in love with this image of of you i mean that's that's the trouble and that's the trouble even with like regular social media is that like our projections of ourselves on these platforms are highly curated (laughs) by us you know and um so i think that anytime you kind of fall in love with somebody that you just have like partial witness to and don't even actually engage and interact with it's it's just you wishing yeah do do you feel like an act an actor um i think personally for me it's like my journey with sex work has not been typical in the sense that it's gotten really it's gotten really intimate and um I made a deal with myself when I started this to be really authentic, that I wasn't going to put on an act and pretend for, you know, for anybody. Anything that came out of me is something that does exist in me. Um, And so it's become this kind of soft atmosphere. And uh, that kind of stuff is, you know, kind of similar to what I provide, but it just crosses a line. And so I guess I kind of feel bad that I can't extend that a little further. But it's like, it's it's not real. And I know that what they're investing in it, other than their money, is very real. And it feels wrong to me. Yeah. Okay. You try to be as genuine as yeah. possible. Sure. Okay. How competitive is the industry? Do you have any, like, arch enemies or anything like that? <laughs> I, I need fans? an OnlyFans rivalry. <laughs> I really, I really don't. Um... I, when I see people that I think are really good at what they do, or they're inspiring, or they're always trying new things, I follow them. Those people follow me back. Um, I have had really good experiences for the most part. Um, I just don't compete. (laughs) So I don't experience as much of that. I know it's out there. I know what happens. I know it gets gnarly. But um, I just, if I... 
am making what I need to make, I'm not worried about it. And that solely depends on how much work I'm putting into it. So it's on me. Mm. Okay. Um, Well, first, a follow-up to that, because you just hit something that I really... uh, I got to know. What what kind... You said gnarly. What kind of things have you seen? Have you heard of? Just, I mean, like... Just your normal, like, you guys remember the blog days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Sansa runs her stuff like this, and it's just really fucked up. Like, it just gets catty like that. Okay. And uh, it's just this back and forth. I don't like how she does that, and she blah, 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 blah. This is highly personal work. Um, Everybody does things differently for a reason, like I was saying earlier. Um, And there can be, like, the higher up you get, um, because the OnlyFans does the ranking. Um... So the higher up that you get, I feel like the more tense it gets for people that care about that. Um, there's a lot of people that rank high up there that are just, like, loving their life because they love what they do, and that's cool, but it can cause tension. Yeah, and Instagram influences are totally real, right? <laughs> uh-huh, all the way. Yeah, that, that <laughs> ranking system is kind of a scam, I, I feel like. Uh... The math doesn't really check out. Okay. I don't think. Okay, well, I was just but going on the basis of, of they're making you compete against each other, so you'll do... I, I, the word that's coming to mind is weirder. Weirder and weirder stuff, or, or something to make you stand out. Like, like I, I don't know, who can who has the best butthole? I feel Top like... Top ten. <laughs> There's a lot of cute buttholes on OnlyFans. I'm, I'm just going to sure. say that right now. <laughs> so you're saying the competition would be quite fierce in that? Fierce. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, As someone who regularly responds to internet arguments with pictures of buttholes that I find on Google, I can tell you that the butthole market is varied. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's a, a lot of variety. It's surprising. <laughs> well, what, what do you do to stand out? Um, I honestly, I do, like... I do my own thing, and based on the relationships I have with my clients, I add in more of what I know that they like. Um, One, because I'm a freaking sweetheart. But for two, because that's going to make them want to come get custom from me. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just, I know who I'm working with and who I'm working for, um, and I play to that. And I also do a lot of just, like, really genuine Um, self-expression. A lot of what gets posted uh, and my OnlyFans comes from really deeply personal experiences that I'm having with myself. Absolutely. Um, so it, it, it feels intimate. Okay. Okay. Um, custom. Custom. What, what do people <laughs> ask for? I mean, I, I don't, please don't get into the gory details, but <laughs> I mean... Like, do they ask for... Do, are they asking for the girlfriend experience um, through the internet? Are they asking for... Their name written on you somewhere? Like, what do you... Yeah. That, that stuff happens. So a lot of it... Um, I'm very open with what I'm into, with my kink. Like, people want to kind of know, like... A lot of my clients are really sweet. And a lot of them want to know, like, well, what do you like doing? And I'm like... That's so cute. Um, so a lot of that is out there. So um, <laughs> we jokingly call it like rent a pet. <laughs> and so like um, a lot of times that looks like me, um, you know, dressing up in pet gear, whatever, whatever that looks like. Um, I've got different ears and, and tails and bullshit. Um, 
and just kind of role playing with this person for the evening. Um, that's what we do. Um, a lot of people do want that kind of like, they want to talk like we're longtime partners. They want to share that exchange. Um, and like we talked about earlier, that's where it gets a little iffy for me. Some of those situations I don't feel so comfy with, some I do. Um, a lot of people want to see me like um, self-kink. A lot of people want to see me do wax play with myself or paddle myself, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, which is really fun work for me. Like, it creates really cool energy to be able to share with somebody. Um, the thing that I get asked for the most is uh, people want to see me squirt. Okay. That's what people are into. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's some of the, the pops. I mean, that's... It... <laughs> I'm a little taken aback. I mean, you just went straight for it. I really appreciate your honesty here. <laughs> here we go. So, would squirting be custom then? Um, so the custom, like, when people come to me, um, we get really specific sometimes. We get down to, like, what songs they want to hear in the background, what I'm wearing, like, all, all kinds of stuff. So, it, like, we create a whole mood based on, like, how that person is feeling. Yeah. Okay. Squirt, squirt my name in the snow. I'll do my best, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, uh... <laughs> Okay, that's going to be hard to top. Uh, you got this. This is a difficult one. Uh, how hard are your taxes to do? Because, I, uh, I mean, if you were doing this in person, uh, that that's <laughs> illegal. Right. What you're doing is absolutely legal, provided you are reporting it correctly on your taxes. And yeah. I've seen a lot of, like, when Snapchat Premium was a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Those... <laughs> Those uh, incels who would go around reporting the premium premium snappers, yeah, they get a call from the IRS. What what's what's that like for you? Um, so going through sites like OnlyFans or Friendly or whatever it is helps a lot because mm -hmm. um, you get your numbers from them, and then all you have to take care of is what you have spent on work. Um, so that looks like a lot of things that you can write off. Um, you can write off filming equipment and sex toys and lingerie and all kinds of shit. Um, so keeping up with that throughout like the year is, is important because that can be really hard if you have to go find all of that um, and potentially just give up on it because there's a lot of money coming in and out all the time. <laughs> that would make me want to become a gainer so I could like write off trips to Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like Olive Garden. It was just what came to mind. Uh, carbs. On carbs, yeah, carbs, on carbs. Yeah. They got the unlimited <laughs> soup salad and breadsticks. That's the Listen. shit. <laughs> you get lettuce and bread and me in the same room and it's a party. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Someone usually ends up naked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Covered in Caesar dressing. Sure. I guess that's custom. I could be okay with that. Custom, custom. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm adding 15%. <laughs> oh. um, so what's your favorite part of the job? Wow. Um, my favorite part of the job is at the end of the encounter when my client is telling me what they thought or felt about it. Okay. Um, those are the good moments because it's really genuine energy. And uh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also super love, like, getting dressed 
to to work and to create content. That's a lot of fun for me. Like like putting on a costume or sometimes um sometimes there's some like fantasy aspects involved. Um I hope to actually get more into that soon. Um it's kind of just been like sad bitch hour on OnlyFans lately. Just me um you know being sad with my titties out on the internet, but I hope to get more inventive soon. Okay. I mean, no, being sad with your titties out that has to be that has to be like a genre, right? I you know it's like how, like, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever, all the girls were into a really certain kind of emo guy. Yeah. It's like I, that. I know. I, I had half of my face covered by my hair for, like, two years. And Cute. I, you say that. I do, in fact, yes. Looking, looking back, <laughs> not great. I, mean, I support you. you. I support some. every version of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about your least favorite part of the job now. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, on like outside of dealing with my conscience about consent things, um, it must be having to tell people no because I don't like like their energy um, because I feel like they're gonna be. Uh, really aggressive or demanding in ways that I don't want to tolerate. Um, or if it's somebody that I know has tricky involvements with people that I'm close to, I have to turn those down. And that's really hard for me. Um, for one, I mean, I hate missing out on money, but also, like, I enjoy the work that I do. So um, yeah. I like to create an open environment, and, like, that makes it feel, like, less that. Tricky involvements like uh, like being in a relationship or like being abusers or yes yeah just all <laughs> of the above okay um if there is one thing you could change about your job what would it be um this is out there I'm sorry y'all it would be that um. In-person transactions were legal. Okay. I think that, I mean, obviously with comfort levels and trust being there, that that could be a really fun addition to what I do on occasion. Well, that's really the only argument against uh, legalizing prostitution, right, is is that it's not safe. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm totally with you. I think that if it were legal, it would actually be a lot safer. safer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, absolutely. It could be a controlled environment. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, and I think a lot of, a lot of people we know it would be yeah. <laughs> right in line with that. Um, in fact, we've seen it in places where it is legal, um, states where it's legal, like like uh, Nevada, where they have these, uh, these, I don't know what they call them. They, the, the, on the HBO show, they called it a cat house, you know, the, the bunny ranch. Oh, yeah, where yeah. Where it's, you know, it's completely legal. They have security. They... They do STD tests. Yeah, no, it's incredible. Yeah. Safe, clean environment. Yeah. And I think that's a place where, where people could definitely go explore their sexuality, and we would have a lot fewer issues with yeah, people exploring in just the wrong way. Yeah, no, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's got to be those safe outlets for those explorations and processing things. Yeah. Well, um, in other countries, uh, it's... Like, for people who are who have, like, um, physical disabilities, they, they get an allowance for, 
for sex workers, a mm-hmm. monthly allowance yeah. where they can go visit. Why, why would we not have that here? It's therapy. Like, I don't it like... seems unfair. 20 years ago, we had um, Jocelyn Elders, the, the Surgeon General, come out. She got in huge trouble for this, for saying um, that masturbation was healthy and people should, oh basically, gosh. people should do it once a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was. That I agree. Was, <laughs> And people, like, fought her on this. Who is not doing it? You know? Like, those, those are the most unhappy people. The people who are fighting her on it just yeah. you know, can't grasp that concept of doing it once a day. Yeah. If they could grasp one thing, you know? I mean, think themselves. about... <laughs> awesome. Think about being so suppressed that interacting with your own body... It's just this terrible, terrible thing. And then think about that being normalized and okay all around you, but it's still wrong for you. Yeah. Religion. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag you're religion. Not, you're not wrong. <laughs> and, and I think that's why we, we have these funny ideas about sex work in general, even though it's pretty hyped up in the Bible, right? <laughs> I mean, they, they did what they did. Where did they get the idea that it was bad? Oh. That's complicated. I don't think we have time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we will just say Jesus is best bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So how do you prepare for a day of, of shooting or uh, for whatever you want to call one. it? Um, so a lot of, we kind of touched on it earlier, but a lot of my work and sex work kind of clashes with a lot of my um, personal kind of spiritual practice and work, um, I am always, there's always some kind of personal objective when I am doing that kind of work, when I'm creating content, when I'm filming, um, there, there's intention in that. I'm, um, focusing on something that I want there, or I'm focusing on releasing something I don't want anymore. Um, so a lot of times I will, I have certain playlists for those different intentions and different vibes um i will play those i will light candles um i will usually have a glass of wine or otherwise medicate um and just kind of get get cozy with myself sometimes i will um engage in self-pleasure first or i'll just spend time like getting flirty with myself and caressing myself and getting myself in the space that i want to be in um so it's like this whole this whole you know mood vibe all of that with like doing my makeup or hair, you know, getting dressed and what I want to wear, um, setting up the equipment. It's all, it's all really kind of like ritualistic (laughs) with me. When when you say Medicaid, you mean smoking weed? Cannabis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we're, we're, uh, we should go ahead and just say we are a cannabis friendly podcast and and absolutely will be. This is a fucking medical state. Own it. Cannabis. Yeah, Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't do heroin to get prepared for for OnlyFans unless I guess that's custom. I mean, is that a kink? Is it, it is. <laughs> I, you know, not for me, but okay. I do your thing, y'all. There's something out there for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, what are some of the favorite? things you've done so far with either what you've requested or favorite sets that you've done? Ooh, um, I did one recently. There really wasn't, it was not content. It was not supposed to be content. Um, I 
did a personal ritual with myself to release a lot of stuff um, that ended in full black strappy lingerie and wax play. Um, I documented it for myself um, and ended up just really feeling a pull to share that moment. Like I got a, I got a little, little rush out of it. So I did that. Um, and that's like, honestly my favorite right now. Um, I get a lot of really sweet stuff, uh, requests from my clients. A lot of people, um, I do want to, yeah, I do want to talk about him. Uh, when I used to work on Friendly, I had this sweet older man that just wanted to FaceTime while I cooked dinner and just talk um, about the day and whatever. And sometimes he would cook the same thing. We would have dinner together. Um, and it was like 100 bucks every time. And I loved him. I loved that. Uh, that was so sweet to me. Uh, a lot of stuff that I get is like, People just want audio, like, with me saying their name. People just want me to say nice things to them. Um, I've dipped into some, like, pseudo-kinky ASMR um, territory um, where people want me to wear a certain thing and they just want me to, like, stroke, like, the camera as if I was stroking their hair and be sweet to them. Uh, some people want me to, like, lay the phone as if they're laying next to me in bed and, like, we just talk. Um... That stuff just freaking melts me. <laughs> How um, can anyone have a problem with this? This is the sweetest shit yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Right? I felt so weird when you asked me to do this because I was like, my stuff is wholesome as fuck. Like, you got <laughs> some like, wholesome content going on in here. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're. This isn't the girlfriend experience. This is like the <laughs> long-term wife, like love experience, like. That's why it's so weird that it can vary so much because some clients, like, I, I know that it's chill. I know that they understand and that we're on the same page and that it's an even exchange. Yeah. Um, and some people, I can just tell that it's not, that there's more weight in it for them, and I feel wrong yeah. taking money for that. Okay, okay. Um, now, we've talked about getting into work mode. Mm -hmm. How do you get out of it? Um, honestly, uh, usually get some kind of cold snack, and I get high as shit in the bathtub. Um, okay. Ooh, nice. <laughs> that's, my, that's my reset a lot of the time. Um, sometimes I really like to have um, a sexual encounter with somebody that I do that with, like with a partner yeah. or something, um, right afterwards, just solely because I like to... I like that transition of energy. I like to take that like kind of fresh, exciting, nervous, stranger energy and meld it into that like comfortable. Um, I don't want it to sound boring because it's beautiful, intimate, like just safety. I like to melt those together sometimes, but those are kind of the two main ways that I. Well, it seems like sometimes you might get a little worked up. You might as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Take, take it home, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Saying, you know, use that energy. I'm not a robot. <laughs> We all have needs. <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite type of client? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I, I wish that I had more vagina-owning clients, I'll be honest. Um, I get super excited <laughs> working with women and... And feminine-bodied people, I love it. Um, it's a totally different energy. Um, I really like 
explorative clients though I like people who want to try out new shit all the time I love like I love the people that went like the same stuff and we have this consistency and that's beautiful but like when somebody comes to me with something new every time that really keeps it exciting and it does inspire other parts of my work so it does bring different aspects out in new places so I like that a lot <laughs> well yeah so porn for women has really taken off in the past five years or so and yeah. I, I don't know what that always entails I, I just assumed that everyone was kind of into the same things but it, I don't think that's the case at all it's super not like and it was a big deal that the adjustments that did happen in like the excuse me feminine porn industry I'm glad that they did happen um because what the shift that happened there was like lesbian porn made for men versus lesbian porn made for lesbians. It's just um, got a whole softer tone to it. It's a lot, feels a lot more intimate than... Yeah, one. no, and even, like, some of the more hardcore stuff, it's, like, it's that feminine energy. When you get two strong feminine energies together, that sense of, like, flow, like, they, they know what the other's about to do. And so it really creates this more soft, intimate feeling, even when it's, like, wild shit happening in the scene. Okay, okay. Um, what's your least favorite type of client? <sighs> honestly, it, this is hard, but honestly, it's the ones that don't know what they want. Yeah. Um, because you can tell me, I want you to decide what we do. That's you telling me what you want. Yeah. But when you come to me, hey, I want this, I want that, I want custom. Okay, what can I do for you? Oh, I don't know. It seems like someone <laughs> who is willing to pay for customized porn would know what they want right you made it all you the way find. out here to me on the internet yeah and you're like mm. i mean give me something to go off of yeah. right <laughs> at least a color a, a scent i don't know do you think that it's maybe people who are just afraid to ask for something absolutely yeah um i really try to like kind of gently push them in the direction of stating things that they want because like opening is the point like blossoming like letting yourself unwind a little bit is the point um Bearing you're your soul paying a little me bit. you can boss me around a little it'll be okay yeah <laughs> shit okay um how much time during the week do you think you you spend on this this is this 40 hours a week job or um it really varies uh there have definitely been weeks that i have gotten close to 40 um most weeks is probably like between 10 and 20 hours a week okay. um everything considered um and you do a lot more than just this yeah I have tell us about that so much other stuff going on so i am what most people would call a spiritual practitioner or a holistic practitioner um i do tarot readings and other forms of divination i help with kind of like um life path finding um i do a lot with uh deep healing um, from past wounds and past traumas and things like that. Um, I also teach yoga on the side. Um, I make jewelry. I'm an artist. I sell my art. Um, so, yeah, I'm everywhere all the time. <laughs> okay. Busy, busy. So do guys insist on sending things to you just unprompted or do they feel like they have to do something for you because you're doing something for them other than paying <laughs> and and this is, um, this can be gifts like shit from an Amazon wish list or, 
um, you know, everybody's favorite thing, unsolicited dick pics. Um, <laughs> um, actually, about dick pics, I have never, on a work site, like on a website that I work through, received an unsolicited dick pic. That's astounding. It's never happened. Uh, other social media platforms, I cannot say the same. Uh, some of those I get penises daily. Dicks on the daily, my friends. Um, but in a work setting, it's never mm -hmm. happened. Um, but the most frequent thing that people like to send me is food. <laughs> people like to send me pizza, uh, <laughs> um, which is cool. Yeah, no, that's... I, I wish I had a job where people just sent me food. I love food. Send me food, you guys. Yeah, Olive Garden, please. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Olive Garden. Dim breadsticks. Don't forget the Alfredo sauce. Yeah, it's vital. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we're, we're getting towards wrapping this up, but uh, I gotta know, you asked... You're, you, you said that you would like more vagina havers as your clients... What are your demographics? Like, I mean, are we talking old, young, uh, male, female? I mean, can you give percentages? Do, any idea? Um, so a, a lot of my clients are like middle-aged men. Um, for the most part, that's cool. <laughs> it's pleasant. It works out. Um, I do have maybe 20 to 30% like men my age and younger, like between 21, 22, and 30, um, that regularly come around. I've got just a, just a couple of vagina-owning clients, honestly, like okay. less than 10. Um, Are they gay? I know one of them is bi, um, and one of them, I believe, is a, an older lesbian. So, okay. Well, I, the, the reason I ask is we talked about you know, porn for women, but mm -hmm. I assume that you're making things that just people can enjoy, and it doesn't really matter, gay or straight. If if you're if you're enjoying yourself, who doesn't want to watch somebody just enjoy themselves? Yeah. Well, and like this is really different uh, in that way from like traditional porn. Yeah. Because it's usually just me. Yeah. Um, it's me and whatever toys I have, and uh, I think that that is really transcends the need for like gender tailoring because like I'm, I'm just enjoying myself and if you've got a request I'm enjoying myself in that flavor um, so I think it's really less polarizing in that way absolutely with a lot of like the newer ways of doing this work yeah. it's those who are attracted to your energy and what you're putting forth in those photos that's definitely been my experience yeah I mean it, it's a, it is also a pretty recent thing that we've called porn sex work I'm sure <laughs> Technically, it's always been called that, but, I mean, do you consider yourself a sex worker, or do you draw a line? Is there a distinction between what you do and what somebody does, like, in person? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I would definitely consider myself a sex worker. Um, there are absolutely different challenges and rewards that come with those different roles in the sure. sex work industry. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, a lot of what goes into it and the energy spent on it and the ramifications of it, for better or worse, are really similar, I think. Yeah. I mean, people are always going to try to blur that line no matter what. Yeah. going to try to buy you plane tickets and... <laughs> yeah. Listen, y'all can buy me plane tickets. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just, just send them some pizzas, okay? Send me pizzas. Send me lingerie. I'll do content in it. It'll be great. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> 
And she means the pizza, not the lingerie. She yeah, no. do the content in the pizza. I'm sure they would do content with the pizza. I'm eating it. Yeah. If and the lingerie. Yeah. In the bathtub with glitter. Let's go. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe I'll be your next client. Yeah, You're let's a get trailblazer, it. Willow. You absolutely are. So, Willow, um, let's go ahead and, and take this time to plug some of your content and tell people where they can find it. Cool, yeah. Um, so, I am on Instagram um, at gabo underscore wabo. No, it's a period, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then I am on OnlyFans at deet doot deet. <laughs> Is that D-E-E-T-D-O-O-T-D-E-E-T? Yeah. <laughs> like robot noises. You guys uh-huh. can remember deet, that. Deet. <laughs> I love it. That's okay. it. That's it. That's <laughs> all right. Uh, what about your tarot stuff? Do you want to plug oh, that? Oh, yeah. Um, I am Dreaming Willow Divination. You can find me on Facebook. Um, there's a profile and a business page. Um, I'm on YouTube, Dreaming Willow Divination, and I'm on Twitter. And you guys, just seek it out. If, if you're not getting every bit of Willow you can, you're absolutely fucking missing out. Willow is a bright star in my Shy. night sky. <laughs> absolutely a lovely human being. Willow, we have enjoyed you being on the show a great deal. This is the inaugural How Do You Do podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored. <laughs> this has been so fun. Thank you all so much. All right. And talk to you later.